0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian. Oh, it feels good to be back behind the microphone with my good boy, Frank, down in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy?
1: Doing well, Brian. How are things going up in Dallas?
0: Oh, I'm drinking a Lone Star. That's what kind of... What kind of day... It is
1: 16-ounce tall boy Lone Star, so...
0: <laughs> it's, uh, Did you, got,
1: you guys have gotten some thunderstorms this week, haven't you?
0: Dude, it's been fucking raining every... Again, welcome to No Beer Left Behind. Weather on the Eights with Frank <laughs> and Brian uh, has has been uh, quite moist up here uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But as of Monday this week, that was the last rain that we we're supposed to get for quite some time. So
1: okay, good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. know. I uh, I've been seeing my neighbors catch up on yard work. So, Same. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, this mowing twice a week thing is about to be done.
0: Dude, we haven't been able to mow like that's how wet it's been like and, and like I'm not a person who has to wait for the grass to be dry to cut like that's not that's not it but my back the backyard has been so wet that just the weight of the lawnmower going through it would have just rutted up the backyard it's Yeah so I know
1: yeah that's most of the time when I'm not mowing it's because it's mud and yeah. if I do mow at that point I'm literally going to kill the grass Yeah Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of been, I don't know, it's been one of those times, but better rain than no rain.
0: Right. Yeah. Lake levels way the hell up, Mm -hmm. way, way up. Um, which is a little bit concerning for me. I don't know if you know this, Frank, but I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, going on a fishing trip this week.
1: Uh, we were supposed to, the dad and I for father's day. Yeah. We're supposed to go on a, a, a guided fly fishing trip. Oh shit. That sounds fun but the the river levels have been so high that we haven't been able to, and now it's so hot and humid that it's, <sighs> it's sort of like dangerous you know, to go out. <laughs> yeah, it, it might honestly just be better to wait for like the September October time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to the guide he essentially, at this time of the year, you don't catch topwater bass anymore cuz the water's too warm. Um or at least that's what he was explaining. So he's like, you know, the warmer it gets, kind of the more the more troubling for, for fly fishing, I oh, guess. Oh, fly fishing.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I yeah, no. We're we're going striper fishing, Frank, um on Lake Ooh, Texoma. At, oh shit. So, uh we're going we're it's um uh I'm Here's what's up. I bought a hat because my ears, I don't know if you know this about me, my ears protrude away from my head quite a bit. But um, big ear guy. You know what they say about a guy with big ears? They get really sunburned. And I'm pretty sure if I'm going to die of skin cancer, it's going to be skin cancer of the ears. And that's just an embarrassing way to go. And I don't want to do that. So I bought a big-ass hat that I'm going to be wearing uh, out on this boat. Uh, I do was. You, do you have sun shirts? Oh, yes. Bought a Columbia mm-hmm. scun, uh, scun shirt, sun shirt. Uh, and uh, Your pants
1: you're wearing pants
0: I'm no I was gonna go with speedo because my butthole gets really like hot so I okay, wanted to make yeah, sure I kept so. it dry Uh, no I bought some
1: Australian grade sunscreen <laughs> good no dude this is all good like I, I don't even fuck around with it I I run or walk well power walk which I actually quite enjoy every day at least 30 minutes if not an hour yeah. And <clears throat> I will tell you the sun shirts work. Uh absolutely need the sunscreen. And if I didn't have those two things, yeah, I'd be a fucking tomato turning into a cancer patient.
0: Yeah, you know, as I've gotten older I've realized um fucking my body is way too brittle. I can't be I can't be doing this shit.
1: Yeah, I'm not built I'm not built for the sun. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm built enough for it, but it's like I can tell when it's too much and I know exactly what I need to be doing to not have that. So like people think it's funny when people swim with sun shirts on, Mm -hmm. I've decided like I burn way too easily to not swim with a sun shirt and I don't actively reapply sunscreen. So it's an easy way for me just to be like, Got the shirt on. I'm safe. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna have my fun. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. And it's nice being at that age where it's just like fuck it, man. I
0: don't, Dude, <laughs> I got I got my Amazon delivery in with my shirt, my hat, and my sunscreen. Mrs. Bryan goes, "Hey, you got some deliveries." I was like, "Oh, wait till wait till I get home. You will love them."
1: <laughs>
0: I put everything on. She goes, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Oh yeah. Oh, this is high mineral like." <laughs> Like, look this- like
1: Donald Duck going out on a <laughs> Fucking fishing trip. She grip goes She Wee Dewey and Louie. Yeah.
0: She was like, Are you gonna mark Zuckerberg the sunscreen and just over apply it on your face? It's like, maybe. Honestly. Maybe I mean, I, he's
1: I, worth a billion dollars, yeah. I'm at least worth that much.
0: I'm I'm worth dozens of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. I gotta protect the, the freaking money money moneymaker around here. That's right. Yeah, no, it's uh it'll be it'll be a blast. I have a little concern. Uh I, I messaged the buddy the buddy who I'm going with. I was like, Hey, we bringing cigars or beers? What are we doing on this thing? He's like, No, we're gonna be busy the the entire time fishing, and uh, we're gonna be zooming around the lake to, to track down these fish. I'm like, I'm just picturing goddamn deadliest catch Lake Texoma happening <laughs> wait, 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 out here wait.
1: now. You you're not even allowed to take a beer. Oh, uh, no, no, he
0: he's like, Beers are the beers will be fine, but I don't know if we'll have enough time to tend to the cigars and everything. I'm like,
1: tend to the cigars, what you the can, fuck I, you are can we doing? Smoke here? And cast at the same <laughs> additionally. He, he does realize that he could take it all serious and someone else can just be sitting on the fucking boat
0: bro i now feel like i have to produce you know like no, you, no, i have a quota not. that i have to hit now <laughs> nah,
1: dude. We're, we're actually on sunday uh we go it's typically once a month we go uh sailing with our friends and i've wanted to take a fishing pole with but it's in um lake travis and that lake is so fucking deep yeah that i don't know at what level you're going to be fishing to find anything i mean that there are parts of that lake where you you go over and the sonar thing is like 695 feet or something deep it's like okay (laughs) i don't even know what you're fishing at this point
0: (laughs) uh yeah no uh what is fun to fish in like big lakes like that are uh we used to do this back way back when uh with my grandfather we used to uh catch sandbass schooling and those will go, they'll be shallow in deep water. doesn't matter. Um, but then you'll catch, dude. You can kind of follow them around the lake. Oh yeah. It You're is so much in. fucking That's fun. fun, dude. Um, yeah.
1: So I was, I was thinking about maybe taking a pole. Um, I've got a license, so I, I should be able to do it, but, mm. um, funny
0: you mentioned that you have a Texas fishing license. Yes. Don't fit. You, you got to buy a different license to fish on Lake Texoma.
1: Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's an Oklahoma, Texas joint.
0: Yeah, oh it's a it's like a spikely joint lake where yeah. you have to buy a fi-
1: Yeah, it's the same with Texarkana, too. So dumb. Like <laughs> what what do you do? Also the marina that And it's like- also just DNR people wanting to make money. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like wait, do in, not Minnesota, in Minnesota they sell a trout stamp. And granted the trout stamp is meant to, you know, protect trout habitat and restock and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But there's not a shortage of trout. That was something that they needed like in the 70s that's just carried on. Yeah. And this trout stamp is now almost more than the fucking fishing license. Like the fishing license is 60 bucks, and I believe this, the trout stamp now is like an additional 55.
0: God damn. (laughs) Yeah. At least the fucking Texoma fishing license was 12 bucks. So I'm not, I'm not, I, it's not, uh, it's, not cost prohibitive it's a pain in the ass like what are we doing here?
1: it is it, in a big state like texas you know like th- their their fishing licenses are cheaper yeah. i know um yeah. it's actually comparable like the minnesota program is pretty comparable to what they do with red snapper
0: oh down in um, uh, corpus christi in and, galveston and yeah. whatnot yeah
1: so th- there's a quota there and that you pay extra to fish snapper i believe or something like there's you got to buy stamps Mm-hmm. um in any case yeah fishing's fun man i i enjoy it it's just i wish okay so i know we needed the rain but i wish there was this period where you could have fished between freezing and monsoon yeah that just never was there right like yeah, yeah there was this... no casual fishing this spring no. fuck out of here it was... no i mean we went we went from like taking a fucking parka and an eskimo hat to mm. going to Columbia and buying their entire UV sun protection section just to be able to get on out. Dude,
0: I today I about like this is this is how again how fragile I have become. Because thinking back like back when I was living in Oklahoma and high school and college, like you go out, no sunscreen, no fucks given, hot as shit, play, you know, yeah. 36 holes of golf barefoot and be fine. Today, I walked outside for five minutes and I was like I fucking I need it I gotta dab my forehead off mm-hmm. this this flower's going well. it's hot out here and just pouring sweat immediately I was shooting video today out for for work and I was outside for a total of 25 minutes
1: Mm -hmm. i felt like like
0: someone shot me with a trink dart at the end of the day i was like
1: i had to sit
0: down for 30 minutes in the middle of the shooting I'm like, just you know let's let's think this stuff through you know um i think we can do this more efficiently inside let's go inside (laughs) (laughs) let's skip this part this is bullshit and it wasn't even hot it was like 90 (laughs) degrees today that was it
1: we well the, the humidity right now is insane too because of all that rain. That's not helping anything. But we uh <clears throat> we were grouting the, the flagstone patio.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Looks good, buddy.
1: Yeah, I I, I thank you. I, I was very surprised at how well this product works. So if you need to grout something that's outdoors, and at least a quarter of an inch wide. Yeah, there's something called Perk Grout and perk grout is a polymer it's it's not polymeric sand because polymeric sand cracks and is a bitch to work with um if you don't know what you're doing like yeah you just toss it on and then you take a broom and spread it and then you spray it with water right but if if you don't put enough water down it does something if you put too much down it does something if your water isn't misting it does something like there's a lot of requirements for polymeric sand
0: sounds terrible
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I read it up and people were just like, just don't use it. It's really difficult to get rid of if you fuck it up. Um, and then this this thing popped up and perk route is essentially, it looks to be a combination of like some kind of uh, poly something polymer and then um, pebbles. And I, I want to say it might be glass, like yeah. recycled glass. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially the uh, the polymer you wet it with water it reacts right turns into kind of like an epoxy okay and then okay. um it glues these beads together oh but it takes about an hour to even start setting so you have an hour to do your routing you do it a bag at a time it's actually it's super simple any of the excess polymer or beads if there's not enough of them around each other yeah they just kind of flake off which is nice so you get a nice seal where you want the seal and then you know if you have any kind of spilling over onto the the stone itself or whatnot you can just kind of scrape it it away with your foot wipe it off yeah so it's super super good shit um but yeah that's what i was doing And, and while i was doing that it took me i was out there probably about three hours with the wife doing this and in those three hours, I literally looked like I stepped out of a shower, <laughs> um, and it wasn't that hot. It was like eighty-five, but super humid. Yeah, nothing was evaporating. I had my workout clothes on, th- soaked. I could have probably just wrung them out. Uh they were that wet. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so, I feel your pain when it comes to sweating when it's this hot. It's it's no joke.
0: Well, today there was also like no wind, and it yeah, and no like, fucking set. It sucked. But yeah, yeah. No, I think since we last had a podcast together, uh, I uh, I particip- like we we didn't even we've missed Memorial Day, uh, we've missed Champions League final, which Chelsea thinks, I mean, we we get to praise them one last time. Blue is the color. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. Chelsea. Anyway, that same weekend, I um, I walked in uh, carry the load for Memorial Day, basically uh, carrying fallen soldier the memory of fallen soldiers uh, on Memorial yeah. Day weekend, and uh, we usually do it uh, with in conjunction with Coors Light because they're one of the main sponsors for the walk from for veterans from <laughs> veterans who walk from Washington D.C. to Dallas. For some fucking reason, uh, they decided Dallas is the landing spot, um, but that's uh, what happened ten years ago. Uh, they started uh, doing holding the Memorial Day like weekend walk, but yeah. Wait,
1: wait. It's three day. No, it's not a three day walk. To no, Dallas. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. They start walking in earlier in May, and then okay. they, they make the trip down, and they they pass. Uh, you know, certain people pick up and and walk. You know, God, it's like a sections. baton. It's like a relay. Yeah, there are some fucking monsters who do the entire walk. Who walk the entire like who did the entire walk first? Uh, but anyway, uh, they walk uh, and they end in at Revershawn Park down in downtown Dallas, uh, Katie Trail, technically. And then they uh, they'll walk the the park until Monday afternoon, Memorial Day afternoon. Um, so yeah, and they get into the park like Sunday noon-ish time no thank you yeah it's it's a lot it is a lot and when you're down there it's like a it's a whole healing thing for for veterans and and family of veterans they have signs posted of people who've passed away this year um, okay. who have fought. so it's it's a really kind of a cool thing to do uh if, if you're no, ever interested that, I,
1: that is neat i just feel like Walking from DC to Dallas, only then to also have a March of Dimes, is well, a lot.
0: <laughs> it, it, well, the the thing is, it's it's not about like it, no one's required to do anything. Yeah, and it's not about how far, how long you can walk. It's just walking, yeah. and, uh, and and carrying memories. So uh, I participated this year. Uh, we did. It, I did it in my neighborhood and uh, had a full ass had had a plan of walking five miles, which walking to one end of my neighborhood and then walking back to the other. Okay? That was going to be my goal. Um, <clears throat> GPS said I walked uh, eight miles. Um, woke up the next morning and my step counter uh with my GPS and actually walked 9.9 9 miles. So I have not walked further than three miles in about five years. So <laughs> I was fucked up for <laughs> about a day after that. I just...
1: Did you? Okay, here's the key question, right? And I think most people who run or walk when it's this hot outside, I get mad chafage if I go too far. Yeah. Did you wear compression shorts? Or oh, I, did you? I
0: prepped fully in advance. I drank a gallon of water the day before. I drank three Gatorades the day before. Took Gatorade with me. Okay, this is all key because. Okay. It, the chafage for me happens when I start getting dehydrated and like. Oh my uh, god! Really? It's just, <laughs> I don't know because I, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm sweating more, I it everything just it just flows better. But also, I'm just gonna say bullpen underwear from Duluth yeah. Duluth Trading Company. Holy shit! Game changers, also baby powder. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I normally just buy the spandex. To be honest, uh, like <clears throat> yeah, yeah, those are nice. I have some, I have some Fruit of the Looms that are set for that. But the bullpen, they call it the bullpen
1: for a reason. Yeah, but they're just expensive. No. So like,
0: that, okay, doesn't matter. But the 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 concept is what it is.
1: No, I understand the concept, and I know they work. They keeps work. The i
0: package got... in a separate container.
1: Yeah, I've got a I've got a pair that's similar. I'm talking I don't really get chafage there. My chafage is mainly from thigh thigh rub. Mm. So for that my my spandex works well. But yeah, it's uh that's that would be my only concern with the the heat and walking that far. But good congrats, man. Yeah, ten mile walk is is no joke. I I don't think I've done that in a while, but normally
0: Well, when you surprise yourself with it, that's the fun thing, you know. I don't know. My
1: wife just interrupted me. Sorry, hold on one second. No,
0: it's okay. We uh, I I went on the walk. The intention is to walk with your family. My family uh, decided to not walk with me and just let me walk alone. Uh, yeah,
1: I was going to say, you'd be hard-pressed to get your wife to go 10 miles. That's, that was my question. is Did she go or not go with not you? Not at all.
0: Not at all. Matter of fact, she pushed the <laughs> pushed our daughter out the door. It was like, here, you walk the last lap with Dad. So I walked the last <laughs> lap with my with my five-and-a-half-year-old and our uh, blue healer pit bull dog, like mixed dog. Uh, nice. Who he was not, a, I can guarantee you right now, he would not have made the 10 miles. Uh, no, he, it's it, too hot. He was barely up. Uh, well, now, see, here's the thing. On Memorial Day weekend up here, it was 75 degrees.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, like, it was pretty warm down here.
0: And it was like uh, overcast throughout the day. But I did the right thing. I still slathered up with sunscreen on my face, ears, and neck. Completely forgot my arm. So I have full on farmer's tan below the elbow.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see the. Yeah, no, the, I can see the, that. the
0: stark color contrast already. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was. Odd, it was an odd experience altogether because I was also wearing a, pa- a backpack, uh, and I had a like uh, my action camera on. So I, I shot the entire like three hour excursion on uh, in a time lapse. So that was kind of cool. Honestly, I got to. Nerd yeah, out you know,
1: video. it's um, this time of year is one of those where you kind of you hate it for just a minute and then you think back to like 10 and 15 degree highs and you're like yeah i'm not complaining about this shit um plus to be honest if you once the humidity settles down 90 degrees that nighttime temp of 75 or 80 feels fantastic so i'm not i'm not like yeah i'm not going to complain about it it's you just have to, you know, plan plan life a little bit more timely for yep. your workouts and whatnot. But that's really about it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So, all right, what are you drinking, Brian?
0: Uh, so I'm finished with my first Lone Star. I think I'm gonna open up. I don't know. I, I've got some NA beers uh, that you might be interested in. I think I might have. We might have one of those. Are you okay. drinking anything at all? I haven't seen you pick up a, a beer thus far this evening
1: i have kombucha that's chilling because i wanted to try it
0: is it alcoholic kombucha
1: or just yeah it's i think it's called hard kombucha or something okay uh it's a lavender lemonade flavor
0: wait is it made by june shine
1: no idea i'll check in a second um i've got that i had after my well while i was playing with uh leo tossing him the ball today I had a Adalbert's West Coast IPA thing. Adalbert's t- back? I will tell you, that is one of the most intense IPAs I've had in a minute. Huh. Uh, I don't even know that I liked it, but it was... Wow. Like, the mouthfeel on it was so thick and oh. dry and... <clears throat> I don't it, it, yeah, it, it, ta- it actually, I'll give them credit. It tasted like their bottle aged stuff. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to say it's not an Adelberts when you're having it. <laughs> like, mm. It's because, you know, they have that unique kind of like it, it's a heavy beer. They're all their beers are heavy. Um. It's it's that way with the, the can West Coast IPA as well.
0: Weird. Yeah, they they bottle condition all their beers, and I mean, they they uh they got their their start in Belgian beers in Texas, like making really good quads, triples, uh, Belgian like nothing wild, but just traditional Belgian beers. Yeah. and I have not seen them in a long time. Like since we started this podcast, I haven't seen their brand in a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but they're they're canning now. This is the first time I've seen their cans. So I'm not I'm not sure. Kind of they might have pivoted, but yeah. So I had that. I don't. I honestly don't know. Those six might be in the fridge for six months. They're they're really really heavy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I could see them being good in like December. It's Hmm. it's fucking June. Like I can't have something that that heavy. So the kombucha. I'm gonna try that um here in a minute
0: yeah i uh june shine is a hard kombucha uh brand from california and i really like their stuff they have a brand uh, it's called painkiller or midnight painkiller and fucking phenomenal the flavors that come out of it or they're listed on the can actually come out of the out of the liquid so that's unique in and of itself uh but then you know the whole experience is actually quite nice um yeah no i i'm i'm hesitant I'm, I'm i'm hesitant to say what i am drinking at the moment because of uh, in light of recent events um but i know we've talked about this brand and their non-alcoholic beers on this podcast prior uh, previously this is anth,
1: not anthem, is it?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, oh
1: yeah, that shit is great.
0: So I'm drinking uh, BrewDog, which I don't know if we want to get into tonight why BrewDog has been in the news, but uh, their non-alcoholic line of beers is what I have. Uh, I have a twelve pack, a twelve pack variety pack of their non-alcoholic beers. You can tell they're non-alcoholic because all of the naming conventions of them are blank AF. Yep. So this one's hazy AF. There's one called
1: Elvis something AF.
0: Elvis AF. That's their seasonal beer, uh, seasonal alcohol-free beer, but AF, meaning alcohol-free. So I've got Nanny State
1: in the... That's a good one. Right now,
0: I've also... Nanny State is the only one that doesn't have the AF designation, Uh, but then I've also got Punk AF. And I've got to be honest, I'm drinking them out of uh, glass tonight. Last night, I tasted all of them out of a can, and... I got little to no difference out of Punk AF and uh, Nanny State. They were near as, the, near as makes no difference the same beer. Hazy AF does taste different. It is quite good. Um, big fan of that. The stout uh, is really good, too. I have not had the stout. Um, the Elvis is the, uh, 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 like, fruited IPA uh, alcohol-free beer. I haven't tried that
1: one yet, honestly. So uh, uh, BrewDog is... I'll, I'll give that one probably my least favorite. But it's good. Totally okay. drinkable, totally enjoyable. It's just not, of all the ones they make, it's just not the best one.
0: So I will say, um, their Punk AF and Nanny State taste very, very similar to Lagunitas uh, IPNA, that uh, alcohol-free beer that they made this year. Okay, um, it's interesting. Uh, these definitely fall into the uh, the non-alcohol near beer category. Uh, they're nice. They're a nice breakup from you know drinking a, a full. A, full foolproof beer. Uh if you're going to have a longer night, I'm down with it. Uh, again, we've talked about alcohol-free for a long, on this podcast before. Still a proponent of it and uh, I give the the liquid in these cans a pass. Um
1: yeah, brew dog's good. Brew dog's good. Well, um, the
0: brew dog liquid is good. Uh, I'm saying that because uh, uh, th- of the accusations that they' are going through at the
1: moment. Uh, yeah, they're British brand. I mean, nobody should be surprised by well, any sort of misogynistic accusations.
0: nope not nope. Uh, they're race, what, they're Scot- they're Scottish. Um, not racist. Misogynistic is underplaying. Um we're talking like sexual assault allegations uh, on probably shouldn't be too
1: surprised <laughs> on
0: on on allegedly on an owner uh, and um, uh, several bar managers in the United States and the UK um, you know uh, we, we haven't talked about this on the podcast and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it one because, there's still a lot of things happening a lot of new new stories coming out and i kind of want to have the conversation with other people on this cast as well and yeah, maybe yeah, include yeah. the misses on this because it's kind of a big deal uh basically it's the the dry down uh fucking mansplained version of what's happening in the beer world right now is the <clears throat> me too movement for beer which is not it. Um, but it, what it is, is a, a large group of women in the beer industry coming together, sharing their stories and their experiences uh, about misogyny, sexual assault, the uh, uphill battle of being taken seriously in your fucking profession by a bunch of dudes who really have no place in, in judging, casting judgment, or saying shit about uh, another person's abilities honestly um so if you are on Instagram and you're interested in this topic go over to embolden act advance on Instagram all one word embolden act advance okay um and i'm saying that because you know we're big proponents on this podcast of of putting your money towards something that you believe in we're also big proponents of not putting money where it doesn't belong your money where it doesn't belong i.e why we don't buy fucking founders beer, why we stop buying stone brewing beer. And, um, you know, it goes beyond the, the quality of the liquid. It goes into the quality of the people behind the liquid. Um, so again, fuck founders. But if you go over to Embolden act advance on, on Instagram, they have in their stories broken down by state of all the stories of misogyny, sexual assault, sexual assault, allegations, uh, and just uh,
1: overall fuckheadery
0: uh, But so,
1: um, not not to delve too deep, but I, I think we have multiple times on this cast discussed the fact that no one should be surprised by um, stuff like this happening in this industry, right? Like, it's the the industry is built on. Uh, how should I put it? White dudes. I'm- well, I'm I'm going to say that. I wanted to say that, but I think it's a little bit more. Um, it's like an old boys club. Yeah. Right. And for the same reason, if you told me um, XYZ happened on Wall Street or at XYZ consulting firm, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine people in the beer industry feel very similar. You know, it's just, yeah, okay. Right. It, it's, um, uh, it, because oh, it, it was accepted for so long. It should have not been accepted. Um, but <clears throat> it also was <clears throat> in a lot of those industries, there wasn't really a way to speak out, even if you did. Yeah. So you could report someone and it would go nowhere, which I reported people. It went nowhere. Um, so at some point, right, it becomes just this avalanche of shit. And that's what the industry is going through and each one of these these people will be held to account for what they did um individually by company whatever it may be um it's it's a reckoning of the broken system that our generation entered sort of tolerated for a bit and then just said "Fuck it this is unacceptable um and that's good it's it's good for all all involved un- unless you're the person being accused <laughs> Well, no, fuck them. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. That's, that was a, a joke. Yeah, right? Okay. Like, it's like, if you're the one being accused, it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be
0: a bad <laughs> time, but it's the, it's the it, hopefully it's worse than the bad time you put on the people who got you in this hot
1: seat. I, I, I actually doubt that. That's the I problem. I do too, right? yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, they lose the job, and then what happens? They just go brew somewhere else? Okay. Or, cool.
0: or worse, they just take their money, shut down the brewery, and everybody else loses their, loses their job, which is... yeah. Fucking whatever. I, yes, to your point, Frank, yeah, no one should be surprised by it. However, uh, it is on us to uh, hold those people accountable uh, for their actions and their actions to the accusations, uh, which is what makes a, a, a resource like uh, Embolden Act in advance very, very powerful because it is not just reporting. Uh, it also gives people and gives small businesses like uh, you know local breweries a good resource to on how to handle uh, these matters in-house because that's what really fucks a lot of breweries is that they're small businesses. They don't have a fucking HR department. Their HR department are the people who started the brewery because they're fucking good at making labels and they found someone who can make a decent you know beer to put in the bottle and then they market the shit out of it. However, they don't know how to handle shit when things go south. Um, so they behave wrong a lot and it makes things worse well uh, emboldened act in advance uh, gives a resource of how to, how to handle these things um, yeah. and how to report and also for consumers like us um, note, put us on notice if we're buying a beer that uh, is made at a brewery that is not handling shit well or is continually doing the wrong thing all I'm going to say is <coughs> Georg- the state of Georgia Atlanta in particular they- it is Fucking lousy with assholes who really don't need to be making beer, including New Realm, which I loved. I, I loved New Realm Brewing. Apparently, they're run by a bunch of fucking dickheads. So, uh, <laughs> fuck those yeah. guys. Uh, and fuck the people at Scalflaw and uh, One Brew Pub who were being a bunch of dickheads to their uh, kitchen uh, staff members. During last year, last summer's uh, uh, Black Lives Matter rallies, and uh, during the curfew times, uh, they remained open and uh, made their kitchen staff stay past curfew. Um, also, past when you know public transportation was running, so these staff members had to walk miles and miles and miles to their house yeah, to keep it's, a job.
1: Um, you know, we should we should address it when everybody else is on. But I, yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. It's um, it's a tricky. Well, it's not tricky. Uh, it's a, it's uncomfortable. It's something that needs to flush through the system. Yeah, right? it's like it's, it need, the bowel movement needs to happen, and it's on its way. Yeah,
0: we, the and blockage it's is long overdue. Up.
1: We, we spoke about the exclusivity and the misogynism of beer four years ago. So this mm. isn't this isn't new. Um, if you've listened to this cast, we've addressed the naming of beers. We've addressed, um, certain elements of, uh, accusations, both racism, sexism, whatever. So it's not, it's, it's not news to people who have listened, but to the entire community, it is coming to a fore. whereas in the past. You know, it was little podcasts like this covering shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like you can go to a whole Instagram channel and leave, read all the crap, dude.
0: <laughs> and it's run by it's run by a collective of women in the beer industry, which is fucking great because that's pretty cool. Yeah. They they're like sharing shit from 15 years ago of like, yeah, no, this happened, and then I did this, and now I, then I was the owner of a brewery for a little while. <laughs> it was like,
1: whoa, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. Let's hear more about that. Uh, but. No. Okay. No, yeah. So um, I want to I want to come clean about something, Brian.
0: Oh, uh, is this a dad joke? I feel like you wouldn't no. say I want to come clean. Here no, no, no. I
1: uh, I know we have a Frank's deep dive tonight. Uh huh. I'm and gonna I actually, have. I actually have audio for it too. You have the drop. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to go with the back pocket topic for tonight. Ah. I did not get a chance to research the other one. You, mine? The one I sent? Yes, yes. The of day was course. a bit hectic, oh, but that'll be next week. Oh, here's week's. my surprised face, Frank. <laughs> that'll be next week. Okay, fine. No, man. The first two I researched quite deeply, and this one I just had no time I gave to do you. It. I gave you 24 hours because that was the deal. I know. I you know. Can't.
0: All right. Whatever. Let me play well, you. Well, you'll be
1: happy to know that... I, I only had 24 hours to research the other topic because it actually was something that my wife brought up that I didn't know, which is quite rare. Okay, okay. Wait, that <laughs> your wife knew something you didn't know? No, no, no. She, brought, she asked me about something that I didn't know, which is quite rare. Was, that was a joke. And mm-hmm. the, the look she gave me from the couch was just was shock, awe, disappointment, all in one look. <laughs>
0: We're good. Uh, that's what I was, that's the look
1: I was giving you as well. So that's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, let me play. Well, hey, before we go into uh, Frank's deep dives, uh, big shout out to, uh, Shannon, your neighbor.
0: Oh, God damn it.
1: Yeah, he knows good humor when Shit. they hear it.
0: Shit, dude, let me just tell you right now. When Shannon hollered at me, I was—you uh, saw what I was working on on Sunday afternoon. I, I was replacing the clock spring in my wife's uh, car. Which, if you never had to replace a clock spring, what are you? What are you even doing with your life? Everybody should take the steering I mean, wheel off the car and <laughs> and fuck around with it.
1: <laughs> Brian, why? Why do you care about your clock keeping time that much? Well,
0: that's funny you mentioned that because it's clock spring. When I explained it this way to one of my coworkers, they instantly got it. Okay. You, were you familiar with a BMX bike?
1: I mean, I've ridden a bike, you've ridden
0: a, you've ridden a bicycle. Have you ever ridden a BMX bike though, with a gyro on the, on the front handlebars, that basically allows you to spin the front handlebars around 360 degrees.
1: No, 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 no. I wasn't an idiot. I'm gonna play your Frank's Deep
0: dies real quick, <laughs> and just and just so you know, Frank, I didn't actually make a drop. I'm gonna do this shit live, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Fuck, I fucked it up already. No, this isn't it. Here we go. This Welcome to Frank's
1: Deep Dive. There we go. That was good. I think, it was, nailed. I think it. you just. I think you just proved my BMX bike. No, uh,
0: no. I, well, it's funny because I never had a BMX bike. I just know how they work. So. Oh, you know, oh. Okay. Similar clock spring and gyro. Similar. You can spin 360 degrees and still have cable connectivity, uh, for your uh, back your front brakes. So. Got it. You know. Got it.
1: You know how that works.
0: Interesting. Same, no, thing, with your, same, thing, same <laughs> thing with your. Same thing. Same thing with your. That's how clock spring is. How your horn stays connected. Uh, while you still spin the shit out of your steering wheel, also steering wheel controls like cruise control and audio controls. Oh, it just snaps
1: back each time or something. It
0: doesn't. It's a it's an actual uh, it's a coil of cables that basically coil and uncoil depending on how you spin the spin Got wheel. It. But it's all enclosed and it keeps it connect. It's a whole fucking thing. And anyway, it's really brittle. So uh, cheaper cars, uh, economy cars, as well as some older cars. Um, you'll have to replace that clock spring. It, so if your horn ever stops working or if you ever have an airbag light that blo- that pops up on your uh, dashboard for no reason, typically you need your clock spring changed. All right. Where's the outro
1: for Frank's deep dive? Where's the outro? Yeah, it was a good deep dive, that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Hold on, then I'll do it.
0: <laughs>
1: all right brian's deep dives there we go <laughs> <laughs> brian's deep dive uh yeah so so originally and this this let's give a little teaser okay next week's deep dive will be on nicknames mm-hmm. and where the term came from and also i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out what the best ones are so if you guys have some suggestions for what you enjoy as the mm-hmm. best nickname mm-hmm. you know, send those across we'll read those mm-hmm. um, and then everybody on the cast hopefully a requirement we'll see how hopefully these lazy, requir- assholes, when these lazy ever- assholes will come up with uh you know funny <laughs> nicknames that they enjoy um either sports teams or biconce the you know uh, biconce and the, rubica romaine rubica uh, romaine the uh deceased the power chickens. the power couple egg producers <laughs> over in uh, parker's backyard so <laughs> In any case, uh, topic for this week, which, again, the wife, uh, we were sitting on the couch and she asked this question. I was like, you know, interesting. Never thought about that. Always knew kind of what was going on, but never really cared to research it more.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We're going to be talking about corks. Corks in wine bottles, cork production in general. I thought you were
0: talking about stars, corks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's funny. Um, you and like three other scientists thought that. So I'm a scientist. Well, no, (laughs) just obnoxious is what it is. (laughs) So, um, no. So cork production is actually kind of interesting. Uh, so I I think most people know that corks come from trees, right? So it's it's produced by trees, and it's a cork oak is the name of the tree. And the cork oak. The way that it actually works is it grows um, mainly in borderline desert areas. So it's it's a buffer, uh, a buffer tree. So it's the buffer between, you know, sort of super arid land and you know, um, kind of what we have here in hill country, a little bit more dry, but but still, you know. Uh, I guess it's human subtropical is what it's called, but in any case, it's a climatological boundary as it were. So, um, cork, uh, oaks, very, they actually look very similar to live oaks, but they have a unique feature in which their, their bark generates a varying thickness of cork, right? The spongy material that can be harvested. Now, Sort of the majority of the, the world's cork production takes place in Portugal. And they've had port uh, cork production going back to the late 1200s. So they're port cork? That is right. Yeah. Okay, port cork. So they they have had a port... Uh, a, God, it's ah. going to fuck me up the whole time. Ah. Uh, they've had a cork producer guideline since i think it was like 1225 or something so this has been a regulated product in portugal for that long damn um the way they harvest it is by hand it is impossible to harvest or uh cork uh mechanically so it's literally people going into a field taking an axe slamming it against the the live oak or the the cork oak Uh, doing it again and again, peeling it back, seeing how thick it is, and then drawing, essentially, think of like de-skinning anything. That's how they do it. So they they will take this axe and skin the bark off the tree. Now, uh, super interesting fact about that bark is the first time you can harvest cork off a tree is 30 years after it was planted, Now you, you can, you can harvest it every seven years after that, but the first 30 years of production is considered sub subpar and not even useful. So you go through every seven years for 30 years harvesting, knowing it's not worth a thing. And then you can harvest at 30 plus and and actually sell the cork. Question. Is that
0: because the cork is too
1: porous? It's In probably, first, first so years. I didn't, I didn't look, yeah, I didn't look too deep into that, but I would imagine it's underdeveloped. So it's too thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever is developed probably isn't fully cork because it looks like there's layers. Okay. And I've only seen pictures. Um looks like there's layers. Um, well, I mean, obviously it's bark, so there's right. bark, kind of a spongy layer. And then there's the, the, the heart of the cork that you really want before you get to the wood um so it's kind of funny because um you're growing this tree watering it pruning it doing all that shit 30 years no money from it then you can finally harvest the cork and after that you can only harvest it every seven years so it's it's a super i mean just fucking labor of love i don't even know that these people make a lot of money doing this but in any case So what they then do in Portugal specifically is they take the best cork and they have a punching machine and the punching machine punches out cork dyes, right. Uh, For the high quality wines. So if you ever, if ever you get a wine bottle that has not composite cork, which is just a bunch of shavings that's been pressed together, but real cork where you can see the veins, they paid some money for that cork. It's about, I think it's like eight or nine times as expensive as the, car, the the composite. Okay, and there's no difference between what the composite does and that thing does. But some people pay for the other. So um, I don't think
0: I've ever actually seen what you're talking about with the veins in the
1: cork. Oh, you've I, never seen a real real
0: cork? No, I've only seen like compressed like chip pieces okay. of cork together. I mean, I'll show
1: you. I'll, I'll bring one. Well, I'll show you when you guys come down. The the real real cork is. It's actually more fragile. They're the ones that tend to break in bottles. Oh okay um, But yeah, th- that's the real cork and people swear by it in you know the wine industry for aging wines and whatnot. Um, they swear that it's not as tightly compressed and all this shit. Now in any case, longest uh, how old do you think the longest harvested cork tree is? 44 years old.
0: <laughs> I figure 30 years and then two harvests and they're done. I feel like that's how ridiculous this shit is. How old is it though?
1: 250 years. Fuck out of here. They estimate. No, yeah, uh, dead yeah. serious. estimate.
0: This fucking yeah. tree This tree's 60 years old and they're like,
1: 400
0: <laughs> years this tree has been What a massive a tree. No,
1: You just don't let the rest of them grow to be that big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in any case, so 250 years old and uh it's been harvested continuously every seven years so it's on its 33rd harvest or whatever um which is kind of cool the um the other fun fact about it right so the the it's a super like there's no waste right so they make the composite corks they also make shoe filler right for leather shoes yeah um they make, uh, I mean, there's a shit ton of stuff you can make out of cork. Uh, you can make fabric, you can make cork board. Yeah. So in any case, it's, it's when you harvest it, nothing goes to waste. Even the wood chips after they're done, you know, the, the bark goes into wood chips and stuff. So super environmentally sustainable. The industry almost crashed when everybody was switching to this plastic cork shit. Synthetic cork. Yeah. Late two thousands. Um, but then something that the millennials did that did not ruin an industry was become climatologically conscious. Uh-huh. And we started combating this plastic waste shit. So the industry immediately went back to using real corks. So if you buy wine now and you see fake corks in there, that person's just an asshole because mm-hmm. composite corks are just as cheap Um and they should be using something that's way more sustainable. So
0: I want to put a one caveat to that. And this is w- the one thing that I do know about cork is that in the spirits industry, that is not always the same. So in the spirits industry, you actually, it's pre- the synthetic cork is preferred, especially for spirits that uh, are not like a one and done, like uh, uh, sipping experience, higher end scotches, yeah. higher in whiskeys. Um, a lot of them will put uh, real cork in there because people want that experience. But unfortunately, because the alcohol content in that spirit, it actually breaks down natural cork and starts to shrink mm-hmm. it and uh, thus oxidizing liquid inside. So if you have a really nice bottle of uh, spirit, a distilled spirit, and it has a natural cork in it, you might look and you're going to keep that bottle around for a little while. It's not something you're going to drink within a month or even you know a year. Uh, you might look at putting a synthetic cork inside of it because it will last much much longer yep but that's that's, that's yeah that's a higher higher alcohol spirit that deteriorates natural products faster
1: i I would also i would also for just to that point i would highly recommend swing top bottles yeah so if if you do have something like that that's high end um that does have a natural cork you don't have to go get synthetic grab yourself a swing top bottle a nice ceramic one Mm -hmm label it there's they sell them out there with uh chalkboard labels Mm -hmm. on them put mccallon 12 on it McCallum 35 whatever you end up buying yeah keep the bottle show your friends the bottle but keep it in the swing top it'll Mm -hmm. keep enough oxygen out yeah and you
0: don't have to go like the the other thing about buying a lot of alcohol is once you get done with a a a bottle either reuse it uh, Mm -hmm. which is what i use when i do blend you know whiskey blends um but also just keep a, a, you know five or ten corks in, yeah. in your in your cabinet uh, in your you know your junk drawer or whatever you will thank yourself at some point in time because some shit will go down you'll <laughs> you'll open a bottle of whiskey and your goddamn cork will break off inside of the liquid or same way with a bottle of wine that you don't you know that you'll finish tomorrow but you know you don't want to end it tonight
1: yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's actually kind of you know I think, Unfortunately, our parents left us quite a mess with yeah. plastic pollution and shit, so it's it's better to be more reuse and conscious of it. I, I understand it's not possible to do it all the time, but no. um, definitely, you know, the simple things, water bottles, shit like that. And then also, you know, at some point we're going to need to push the actual um, polluters to do something about using these containers. but
0: we can't ask them to pay any more money for polluting our environment. (laughs) That's true. They they can barely
1: afford their employees as it is. They'll take (laughs) our jobs. And I think that
0: is (laughs) the scariest thing.
1: All right. Well, that that wraps it for Frank's deep dive. Unless you have questions. No, I don't. That was actually really
0: informative, Frank. I knew that they came from. I knew that cork came from trees. I just assumed that it was a cork tree, and you just chopped it in half and fucking just corked inside. <laughs> it was all cork. It was all yeah. cork all the time, baby. I didn't know it was it was bark, and I, all, I damn sure didn't know it took thirty years for the bark to thicken up. The fuck, like. Well, no, no, have- no.
1: It's so it takes seven years for the bark to be harvestable. But thirty years for you to mature. get a tree to be harvested. That's
0: what I mean. Yeah, you got to mature yeah. the tree up so it can thicken that bark, make right. that thick
1: boy bark. And then in, in that in that lifetime, you have to harvest that bark too every seven. Oh, years. you so you're do? Do So you're just yeah. harvesting and
0: just chucking it away? Because <laughs> you have to get the tree
1: used to that. The fuck. So they out they of literally here. do like. Four harvests that gives them nothing. <laughs> the in, the inefficiency
0: of this process seems like it had to have been done by white Europeans. There is no other way. There's no other culture on this planet that would have done and, like, but no, who, it's still not ready yet. We have to do it again in seven years. But like,
1: who does that? Like I'm fucking assholes. Who, what I wanted to do is find... When did people figure out that you could harvest cork? Nobody has that answer. No. They just know that cork is a thing that's been there since 1220 something. And this 250 year old tree is exactly the way it should be. Yeah. So in, in Portugal, they don't even allow you, so they only allow you to harvest every seven years. They don't allow you to use any machinery. There's a specific axe you have to use. You have to get some sort of a certification to be able to do it. So you're not hurting the tree. <laughs> Uh, there is a tonnage allotment for the year for the harvest. It's a really highly. It's like wine in France. The regulations around it. It's pretty I, fucking hilarious.
0: I dude, I'm zero percent surprised that that shit exists. Like that is, that is peak white people shit in back in the fucking like middle oh, yeah. ages. Because they're it's like, like
1: oh. Queen Victoria showed up and she was like, "Can I have some cork?" And they're like. <laughs> I you gotta I guess we'll just name your town after it. What yeah. are we doing here?
0: <laughs> hey, do you have a town in a really fucking rainy part of your land yeah. that we can name? You do.
1: Cool. We're gonna name it Cork. Is it gonna be grown there? Oh, once you, no. you go ahead, once you go ahead, name it Cork, and we'll send you some cork there. Yeah.
0: Hey, right, we don't want, want like, it to. Oh, be- well,
1: why don't you come over so we can take your accent and <laughs> fucking also influence? Could you imagine if the Portuguese dude just. The cork seller showed up and he goes, yeah, why don't you go ahead, Dave, that town cork. Uh, yes, sir, why don't you uh, come join us on this boat? We'll take you there. So
0: <laughs> so Mrs. Bryan is watching this Netflix show called The Girls from Ipanema. Okay, uh-huh. a, it's a show about Brazil, Brazilian culture in the 1940s and 50s. And oh, that was a good time. It was all party all the time. <laughs> all party all the time. A lot of <laughs> racism. A lot of racism. Oh yeah, no, Latin America's got a lot of. Uh, that. But it, it it blows my mind just listening to because it's all in Portuguese, and I'm just listening to it. I'm like, could you imagine the nerve of the Portuguese to be neighbors with Spain and be like, nah, I don't want all of your language. I just want parts of it, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. put weird ass accents on other parts of it, and then just not acknowledge that Spanish even fucking exists, like. <laughs> Native Spanish speakers hear hear Portuguese and they're like, wait, I caught like a fucking uh, every fifth word in there, yeah. and then Portuguese speakers hear Spanish like I fucking got nothing. I got nothing. I don't even know what you what you yeah. you are speaking. Like what? What
1: <laughs> are we well, doing? Well, they also their inflections totally different. It's funny, it's all
0: fucked up. Um,
1: but if you if you think about the history of Portugal, it's a pretty fucked up history. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's 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 akin to Belgium, like. Probably when you're that small of a nation and you have that much power you did something wrong. Oh, <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I was going to say like when you look at small countries you're like, well, they weren't at least they weren't like the big colonizers like like Eng- like England, you're like, hold the fucking phone. There were some of the biggest. There were some of the biggest <laughs> and the worst yeah, yeah. when it came to fucking landing on a on on a on some plot of land that wasn't theirs yet. Like, oh, it will be. And when it is, there will be nothing left of your fucking yeah, culture. No, if
1: if you wanna if you wanna look at the most atrocious stuff that happened in Africa. Rubber. <laughs> look up Portugal, look up Belgium. Belgium. That's that's King Leopold. Yep. And any Portuguese settlement. That was that was Africa's demise. Dude. It was not as much England, it was not as much Spain or France. Belgium and Portugal almost single handedly fucked up the continent.
0: Belgium, uh, I mean they were to blame for a lot of the fucking atrocities that continued in in parts of Africa up until the fucking 90s. Yeah. Uh, and the practices that Belgium introduced into uh, Central Africa with cutting yeah. off of hands and shit. Thank you, King Leopold. Really appreciate that. Rubber that important to you? Was it that important, apparently?
1: Yeah, you know, and it's... <clears throat> yeah, go read up on that shit. That's, it's depressing history, but it's like people really like to blame colonialism on spain and france and england yeah my, my france <laughs> go go look up what these fuckers did I mean, and get back to us less
0: <laughs> less we forget how fucked up the dutch were as well
1: I like someone. Yeah, I know the uh, as yeah I, I left them out, but yeah, they're my ancestors. <laughs> they are plenty fucked.
0: <laughs> was, like I I don't remember what I was listening to, but they were talking about like when the Dutch landed places, they were just so fucking big that people were like, I guess we're doing whatever they ask now. Yeah, like, we I guess we're just doing what these big white fucks are, are telling us to do. This sucks.
1: So in any case, um, to get back to it, cork. Mm. Uh, yes, you can now nail this down as fact. Queen Victoria named the town after the industry in exchange for a trade deal for Cork that exclusively went through the town of Cork. <clears throat> and the primary cork seller that she met at the docks in Porto had the Cork accent, which then became famous for that, that area of England. You heard it here first, folks. Reggae us out of this segment. <clears throat> well, it would have been it would have been great if you'd hit. That accent of
0: Ireland, because you said England.
1: I said reggae horn us out of this oh, segment. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm pretty sure horn. Ireland didn't even exist at that point. Hey, Ireland's always <laughs> the, you, existed, motherfucker. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> the sorry. So the United Kingdom was like, just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Great Britain. <laughs> How great
0: we are. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. We're from Cork. Meanwhile, let's just address my ancestors as well. Wales is a fucking part of the um, the, the, the main island that makes up the United Kingdom. And Wales is just like, fuck it, whatever. We're, we'll just, we don't even say anything. We're
1: fine. We're here. No, they're they're sophisticated people.
0: Yeah, they okay. are. They just don't it. speak up. Just all I'm going to ask every now and then is just be like, oi. That's it. Just a just a, fucking, just a shout out every now and then. They're they're, too. They're, in, they're in it for the
1: peace and the tax. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: They're just rolling in them tax breaks. That's it. They're the
1: yeah. Wales is a funny play. I, I guess if it if it always rained outside your window, you wouldn't have much energy to do anything.
0: <laughs> you mean you mean it's more of a? We should shouldn't we? We should say something. Um, it seems uh, like a long walk.
1: We're still in Wales, (laughs) bud. We're still in Wales. It doesn't matter who the Prime Minister is. They're never going to visit. (laughs) It's still fucking Wales.
0: Uh, Fucking A. All right. Well, I've I've blasted through my content for the evening. Um, I've talked about me avoiding sunburns. I've talked about uh, misogyny and beer. I've talked about alcohol-free beer. Those are my big three, baby. All right. well i'm going to talk load. about
1: mama bear kombucha because it's the shit. okay um lavender lemonade does taste like lavender lavender lemonade so give them props on that um also want to address something i've got my tax protest meeting coming up tomorrow oh for your property tax mm-hmm i have to appear in person of unless course. i got a notarized affidavit of some bullshit yeah (laughs) so my appearance time is 8 45 in the morning which uh... i really hope i can make if i can't make it i can't make it but i've got a release going on tonight that if it leaks into the morning it's possible i cannot make this date now in any case they give you one time to appear if you don't appear you lose and you move on yeah um can Just I want to address, want to address something here? Okay. okay. There is a cap to what they can raise your taxes, right? I think it's 10%. Right. Um, I, as you well know, put this flagstone patio in and this thing cost all of $3,000 to put in. Right. Cause I did most of the labor and then yeah. bought, bought the rock and whatnot. <laughs> They raised my taxes, the maximum 10%, like a bunch of fucking assholes. There's no way an uncovered patio on my lawn increases my home's value 10%. Nope,
0: it doesn't. But didn't they, did they, is the road across the street from your house, is that still just a giant farm, or have they started building, like, homes on that?
1: No, no, so it's, 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 um... It got sold to a former Austin police officer. He he split it into two properties, and it's just him. There's just two homes on it. Okay. And there will never be more. Okay.
0: I uh, have a bunch of homes sold in your area. Like
1: Yes. Yeah. So yes. hold on. So what I did, right? Uh, so all of this was was researched. So I have let me show you what I'm taking to my property tax protest tomorrow because I don't know if anybody else here's
0: here's what I will say while you're pulling that up. So I have a a, a coworker who his side hustle is buying homes and renting them out. And mm-hmm. he does that. He lives down the street from me, and he does that in the like three big neighborhoods uh, surrounding us.
1: Was that dude like parking at the appraisal office this week? (laughs) Dude,
0: he fucking runs their ass into the ground to the point where after the first two years of him protesting all of his properties. And I think over the years he's built up, I think five proper, five different homes uh, out here and then one in Denton proper, sorry, in Denton proper. And after the first two years of him protesting each one of those, uh, tax appraisals, uh, they just got to the point where they see him coming. And they're like, "Fuck it, whatever. It's not even worth our time." They just, they whatever he wants. They, you know, whatever he proposes, they just give the minimum, which is like one percent, two percent, whatever the like general raise is year to year. Okay. So what I the reason I bring that up is stay strong, Frank. Come with your come with your facts. And uh, most of the time, I mean, well, this is ta- where I'm talking about Denton County. So there are. There are a few homes up here. <laughs> There's a fucking yeah, yeah, lot yeah. of a lot of houses and a lot of protests that happen on those tax hikes. I don't know how it's handled down there in buta If it's like a like you're going to the city like the, the 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 courthouse there in Buta proper, or if you have to go to a county courthouse. That might no, be it's personal. a county
1: courthouse. They also make it seem like a fucking court date. Yeah, like I I dude it, it, the way that they treat people on this shit is like you're a criminal trying to come in.
0: Well how dare you not want to pay your taxes mm-hmm. that we So let me I'm
1: in- I'm just gonna send you an image because apparently I still can't share on the screen. No, it's fine. But I have the entire neighborhood's appraisals pulled up. Perfect. I know exactly who went up how much. Yeah. I know the median amount. I know what people added, who didn't add anything. Yeah. So anything marked in blue, that's a pool. They didn't appraise the pools correctly either. Some yeah. people went up 12, some went up 9, some went up 26. The nicest Holy pool, shit!
0: Sorry. I just saw <laughs> what your fucking... what your taxes went up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, the appraisal amount. The fucking you nerve.
0: Fucking... So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, in any case, um, the, the, the entire neighborhood, right, I've got pulled. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the person to point it out, but everybody that didn't go up the normal 3% has a weird last name. Everybody that went up the middle amount looks like, you know, they could be living in fucking Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh Um, So in any case, that's not going to be my claim. My claim is just going to be guys. The median hike in this neighborhood is three and a half percent. I got hiked 10%. I got hiked 10%. All I did was add a patio outside. It's not 10% of my house's value. Figure this out. How
0: how did they Yeah, how did they even did they justify it? In like did you did you lock it? Did you Wait, hold on. Do you have uh the ability to file for homestead exemption? Yes. Have you already done that? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I was going to but uh, yeah, no. Y- y'all have lived there longer than 3 years anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, way longer. Yeah, this is year 5. Yeah. Okay. I there, there's no fucking reason that yours should jump four percent higher than the next the next home in your in your neighborhood. Yeah. That's fucking that's bonkers.
1: Yeah, so I I will be uh hopefully be able to appear tomorrow to give them this evidence. They also they they're like this formal let me just pull up this email. It's like You get a rebuttal. The city gets a rebuttal. You get a rebuttal. It's like, what the fuck? I'm just presenting you with my evidence. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Take it behind closed doors. I'm fucked either way. I have to pay it. So I'm just telling you this is bullshit. And you can tell me, go fuck yourself. That's really all. Like, there's nothing I can do to change your mind. I'm just showing you the way you're appraising this neighborhood (laughs) is dog shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So my cousin uh, built his house uh, uh, four or five years ago and two years into him owning the house, like the way their property tax is assessed is at the county level and it's done every two years or every three years, something like that. Well, his property tax went up like a third of his fucking uh, home value uh, because the first time that they had assessed his property tax, it was without a home on it. With, mm-hmm. with on that, without on, it being on that property. Well, <clears throat> in that time, home housing market went way the fuck up. And then they assess, reassessed his property according to the other homes in the area that were sold, the similar size. And then they also <clears throat> dropped the value of the home on that property. So, I mean, his property tax went up like fucking almost $100,000. <laughs> and he was oh, like, wow. he's like, um, no, I'm not doing that. And they went and protested uh, at the county courthouse and they were there with a long line of other people who were doing the same thing. and the judge was just taking shit, 20 like just a line of people just shitting on the judge's bench of like, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. Why in the, why in the hell will I, like am I now required to pay, You know, thousands of $2,000 a month to catch up on assessed property tax. It's not my Mm -hmm. fault you didn't come out here and fucking assess the property tax. And you're doing it like on a three year rotation that doesn't, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't rotate every 36 months or whatever the fuck it is. It is fucked. It is fucked. And literally. So, in any
1: case, and it's antiquated, this whole system. Yes. They're like, yeah, you got to now show up in court to do it. You need an affidavit to appear via Zoom. You have, um, if you're bringing paper copies of your protest evidence, you need to bring four of them. Mm-hmm. If you're not bringing paper copies, you need to give us a USB that we can keep, which is fine. That's what I'm going to do. I don't give a shit. I've got USBs you can keep. Yeah. Um, but uh,
0: you want to put this episode on there? Just download. Put the MP3. Yeah, the Forum as well. The, yeah. Just
1: this section and <laughs> fuck the court. Um, so I, I, I just I can't even believe the email they send you when you need to appear. They're like, uh, let me just get the schedule. Yeah, that's it. So they send you this. No, this was the, give me just a second. They send you this email. It says time sensitive notice of appeal Mm -hmm. hearing for June 10th. In this thing, it's like, Hey, I don't even know this documents format at all. Fucked. Uh, but it says they don't even have my name, right? My last name is spelled with a W instead of an E. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't even know how I need to get, probably get that fixed. Uh, any case this meeting, this hearing is scheduled for an in-person hearing for protests referenced above the hearing will be held at it's in Kyle, luckily. So it's not that far. Um, If you're not able to appear, you need to submit a notarized, do not intend to appear affidavit with your evidence, at least five days prior to your scheduled hearing that you will be present, that will be presented to ARB on your behalf. You can also use the same affidavit to submit as a teleconference affidavit. If you would like the ARB to call you for your hearing, the notarized teleconference affidavit with your evidence must be submitted at least five days prior to the scheduled hearing. It's been attached for your convenience. It's not attached. Um, they just send you to this fucking it's other website not this, it, it's not been updated this has not been updated in fucking years what um, gets me
0: is people like affidavit sounds scary because you hear it on fucking like law and order and shit affidavit is just a written statement
1: no understood but look <laughs> so look at, look at the procedure the procedure outline is where it gets like are you kidding me right now yeah. um administrative duties welcome airbnb business signing of affidavits swearing in of parties witnesses Who's bringing a fucking witness
0: to a tax hearing? Uh, you, what you need to do is find one of your neighbors who only yeah. got a 3% hike and be like, hey, I need you to come in with me. Why? You'll see. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. I need you to swear in my witness chris did we or did we not have drinks when we talked about this? <laughs> yeah hold on real quick were we drinking when we put in that patio we were I mean, okay this is an is absolute a- kangaroo court right so they're like signing swearing in of parties of witnesses then they go the property owner presents their case please limit to five minutes
0: my case is going to be 30 seconds hey 30 seconds it's going to be hey this guys
1: <laughs> live it to f- bluff it's pretty simple Everything in blue on this Excel spreadsheet, those are homes that had pools added. They were appraised inconsistently. Some went up 12, some went up 9. One had a structure added and went up 25%. Um, properties in green, minimal, if any, changes to their uh, entire uh, property. Uh, I added a flagstone patio of 380 square feet um, that did not increase my property value by 10%. Mine got bumped 10% the f- did nothing to their house. Theirs went up 7%. Um, I'd like to fully understand how this neighborhood is being appraised because it seems to be very random and unfair. And I- I'm not paying an in- a 10% increase in property taxes. That's not how this is going to work. <laughs> uh, so ten- limited to five minutes. Then the appraisal district presents their case. They get five minutes. They can question owners and witnesses. Okay. Dude, if they start calling in witnesses against you, Frank, you need
0: to just pull out your phone and start recording because this is going to get great.
1: Okay. The property owner may now cross-examine the appraisal district evidence. Fuck yeah. Dig in deep. Ask him what they had for <laughs> breakfast and shit. <laughs> may present additional evidence not previously presented. Uh. I'm coming with like a, a spreadsheet, my friends. I don't know. Maybe a picture. Maybe I'll add some pictures of my patio to it, but it's not going to be super complex here. Um, Then (laughs) after that, the appraisal district may also rebuttal. Then there's a discussion period where I am not allowed to be (laughs) present.
0: That seems fair, right?
1: (laughs) Then I can present an, a closing argument.
0: Dude, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't channel <laughs> General Beauregard and hold that court in the oh palm of God. your hand, Your Honor, I come to you. Your I'd like
1: to present to you today the case of two <laughs> f- love. There was a man
0: <laughs> who worked hard to get what he was, what he had in his life, and that man was me. And I stand before you today, throwing myself sir, at the mercy this, of your. And it's
1: going to be like objection, sir. You're making a mockery of the court. And I'm like, you're
0: a mockery this, of the court.
1: This is the pro- This is a property tax protest. Why am I allowed a closing <laughs>
0: argument? <Yeah. Wait. laughs> hey, listen, you wrote this into your fucking your your, your table of contents here. Uh, you write the rules. Now you got to play
1: by them. I, <laughs> yeah, bring
0: exactly. In a,
1: bring in a fucking powdered yeah. <laughs> wig and shit. It doesn't say I can't have it accent now does it yeah um in any case i get to do a closing argument then the appraisal district can have a closing argument and then my rebuttal is closed then they move on to the next person (laughs) what the fuck this is a nine-step process it's gonna be 45 minutes per person
0: Uh, (laughs) i can also the appraisal district's rebuttal or their five minutes they're going to take 30 seconds to rebut, but they're going to do it at the end of the five minutes. They're just going to let the time run. They're going to be playing against the shot clock, just waiting for the last 30 seconds. And just <laughs> Maybe dribbled, that's dribbled, what shoot. I need to
1: do. I need to go, Yana. please allow me this time. And
0: then pause for four minutes and 27 seconds.
1: <laughs> I await your decision. <laughs> <laughs> I risk my case. What? <laughs> I risk my case. I mean, what are these people doing with this formality? Like, okay, yes, maybe if you own a a condo building, you need this amount of time. An individual property tax argument, right, is only going to come down to one or two improvements that someone made on a home (laughs) that has some cost associated to it. I mean, come on now. Like, what, what are we doing here? I read that and... A died laughing and got really angry that this takes this amount of fucking time. So they say my hearing time is at eight forty-five. I'm guessing it's a first come first serve type deal here. Maybe.
0: I don't know. Wait. Why? Why do you say that?
1: Well, because I'm I'm assuming I'm not the only person waiting in line to appear in front of this kangaroo court all all knowing judge yeah <laughs> what the fuck is this i, I just the, the chairperson is going to dismiss the meeting by the way so i don't think it's going to be a judge but it's a chairperson and uh yeah uh, then they send it they go the final order will be sent a certified mail <laughs> stating the the uh, appraisal review board's decision
0: jesus christ I, you know what, I hope, <clears throat> I hope for your sake you just knock it out of the park. You're the, I hope you're like, you set the precedent for everyone else moving forward. For everybody else's protest. Everybody else, like, they're just like, you know what, Frank's was so good. Uh, <laughs> we just hang it up. We have no reason to be here. You know what, free taxes for everybody. And they just. <laughs> yeah. Why, why does this board even exist? <laughs> <laughs> they, they all turn in their resignation letters after you're done. That would be, that would be goal peak. Peak goal, yeah. If you can drop in in there and be like, "Hey, you know what? You can follow all of my other home improvements over at my Twitter page <laughs> at yeah. Nobia Left Cast." You yeah. like, if you guys
1: ever have a question on my home improvements, yeah. I always post it on Nobia Left Cast.
0: <laughs> hey, just start
1: plugging <laughs> this podcast. Like, what the fuck yeah. is happening here?
0: You're like, oh, there are plenty of people in the audience who've never heard of us. So I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and hit them up now. I'm here
1: on behalf of two five five bluff and. Nobody left behind. Yeah, sir. What do you think this is? Oh no, this is a property. Don't worry, I'm getting there. I got five minutes (laughs) worth of plug.
0: As a matter of fact, Nobody Left Behind actually paid this endorsement for this segment of the Mm -hmm. of this of this hearing. So I've got to get the ads out of the way up front. Uh, Be sure to listen to Nobody Left Behind on your favorite podcast app. Uh, Go through and yeah, and you just hit the rest of it. I should have you know I just should have played. I should just play there we this. go this is uh, outro yeah. time. hey you just hit him with that like if you need this I can give you the audio drop you can play it behind <laughs> you
1: but you're on or hold on one second I get the audio ready can you please hit that other uh, I know it's an audio wave but it's got some evidence on it
0: yeah oh oh <laughs> sorry hold on this one there we go that's better yeah
1: there we go. <laughs> oh. this I, I I have outro music for my closing arguments it's Your on Honor.
0: that USB drive can you can you just, just pop that up for me yeah
1: you yeah. didn't say what kind of evidence mattered here, sir. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna save my comment on. So, I'm gonna plug the podcast now. Thank you all for listening to this uh, this week's episode and every episode of Nobody Left Behind on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to tell friends uh, who you think might be interested in this. Uh, tell them to check us out. Be sure to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to never miss an episode on your favorite podcast application. We would appreciate it. And uh, be sure to give us a follow over on our social pages. We have I, I haven't been as active as I need to be. I know Frank is still very active during the playoff time frame of sports balls happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, the, the NBA playoffs have been great. I... Not... Not... I awesome good to hear i know nothing about <laughs> basketball and i fucking have no idea how to get around that uh so yeah no go check us out over on our social pages at no beer left cast on twitter and instagram at nblb beer on twitter as well uh and uh until next time for brian here in north texas i am out
1: uh for frank <clears throat> in far 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 south dallas fort worth um Just want to give a word of advice to those people out there having a tough time. Keep that chin up. It gets better. No dad jokes this week. I'm out.